Listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back into a brand new episode of the show. Happy Wednesday all across Broncos country from the South Stands to the end zone. You are Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Locked On NFL Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host as always, Cody Rourke, NFL analyst and Denver Broncos insider for the Locked On NFL Network. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. You can follow the podcast at Locked On Broncos. But ladies and gentlemen, today we got a little bit of a special guest joining us here on the podcast. That is Matt McChesney. He is the owner and operator of Six Zero Academy that works with high school athletes, college athletes, and professional athletes to keep them going and to sharpen some of their skills. He's also the host of McChesney Unchained, part of DNVR. He is unfiltered and uncut there. You can catch all that action here. Unfortunately, we have to have some sensors here on the show here today. You're going to hear a lot of that. So obviously a great interview with Matt McChesney. We talked about it on Monday. We talked about a lot of things, but then obviously the John Elway News had happened on Monday and it kind of threw a little bit of a monkey wrench into our plans initially and some of the discussions that we had. So here is the full-on interview with Matt McChesney of Six Zero Academy. Joined here by Matt McChesney at Six Zero Strength on Twitter, folks. And you know, we had a conversation on Monday, but this was before all of the crazy news came out of left field with this Denver Broncos organization, John Elway stepping down, stepping away from GM, being that president of football operations, and now the hunt for a brand new general manager is on for Denver. And, and a lot of the conversations we had, Matt, was just about the same old right? The SOS yep. with Denver. Uh, and, and a lot of that was, okay, Denver's going back into 2021, ideally with the same coaching staff. You know, Elway's still there at GM, but a new GM now is going to change everything because this person can have complete control over the roster, over free agency, over the NFL draft. So uh, let's waste no time. Let's get into it. what are your thoughts on obviously the uh, the big news that's happened this week. Man, I was I was kind of stunned. I'm not going to lie. I, I didn't think that John would ever. I don't know if this is an admission that the last four years haven't gone well, but I I I can't help it just being a, a player. But I kind of look at when somebody says that they're done or retiring, I go back and look at the entirety of the work, the entirety of the body of the work and other than new england denver has been to two super bowls nobody else has been to one uh, other than san francisco of course they lost both of theirs i think that john you know being responsible for seven super bowls and three titles and everything he's done for this for this franchise he's the he's the most important player in bronco history we know that but i think he's one of the top five most important figures in nfl history honestly i think he changed the game with how he played and then how he did things as a general manager too because it's kind of he kind of broke the mold you know nobody thought he could get paid and he did nobody thought he could get to marcus and he did and you know that that was short-lived but it was fun yeah. it sure was fun <laughs> when it was happening and if I bet you, I bet you, I bet you just about anything, I bet you my pinky that nine out of 10 Bronco fans would take the last four years of shittiness. Ah, we suck again to go to two Super Bowls and win one and have Peyton Manning be here and all that shine. It's not what you want. You don't want to decline, but I like the fact that he's stepping back and up. I, I don't know how he did that. It's <laughs> like, it's, it's the most impressive transition I've ever seen where he's, he's, stepping out of the limelight yet stepping into another position where they still have to report to him. Um, I like the fact that he said the GM, I like the fact that he said the GM has final say, 
And he said it blatantly. And there's a lot of people who are like, oh, well, this is just – John's just going to make all the decisions from the top again. I'm like, nah, man. He said blatantly the GM has final say. So, I think that if I'm on the Broncos roster right now, and I said this before, and I've been saying it a long time, I think 2021 is might be one of the most pivotal and important years in Bronco history. And it just got ratcheted up about 110%. So, <laughs> then the new GM is going to come in with his own ideas and his own philosophies. And if I'm Drew Locke, I am, I'm shitting my jockeys, bro. Like there's a, there's a high possibility that that nine pick when you're looking at there's five quarterbacks that have first round grades, right? The Trevor Lawrence, obviously fields Wilson, the Trey Lance kid from North Dakota state, who I think is a stud, but just only played one game because of COVID and then Mac Jones and, and, I know Mac Jones looks like a superstar, but he's got first rounders everywhere on the oh, field yeah. too. So I'm not saying he can't play. I just don't know. He could just be another AJ McCarron. Not that that's a bad thing. Um, man, I, I'm looking at this whole situation. If I'm Jawan James, I'm, you're not getting your money, dog. You're out of here. Like they're going to find a way to cut your ass. There's no fucking way he's coming back for a new GM. Um, anybody on, if I'm Justin Simmons, if I'm Phil Lindsay, if I'm Drew Locke, everyone if i'm von miller time's up like it i think that there's going to be some major shuffling done in denver and if you thought that the last four years have been rebuilt excuse me wait until next year they could be they could be a 2 and 14 football team next year and there's nothing you can say about it negatively because they are truly going straight rebuild right now this is a 100% admission that they should have just said first first i'll say this not going after a Matt Stafford or a bona fide superstar quarterback when they were coming off their super bowl run was a huge mistake just running with Trevor Simeon did an okay job, but you put you put a you put Alex Smith in Denver instead of letting him go to the Redskins or Washington football team or whatever they're calling that team these days, or you go get Matt Stafford, who's just a lame duck in Detroit, who could end up being an unbelievable quarterback somewhere else, or Garoppolo or something like that. You put that you put that kind of quarterback with that team, and they win eleven games and they're back in the playoffs defending. So I think that was the first mistake, and then after that, the Paxton Lynch pick obviously set us back, and now people have to look at it in Broncos country retrospectively and say, I can't, I can't expect this team to be a playoff team next year if we're going rebuild. And I can't imagine a new GM is just going to walk in here and go, everything's cool. Let's leave it the way it is. Drew, it's your team. Everybody just stay comfortable. We'll have continuity and next year will be great. Cause that's all I've been hearing. This throws a huge wrench in, in, into it. So, you know, to be completely honest with you, this is the way it's supposed to feel in the national football league. You're not supposed to be f- comfortable. You're not supposed to think that you have the job locked down. Like what makes Tom Brady great is that every day he walks in there, he still looks at himself as a third string quarterback that nobody second play. So I think may, maybe part of the problem in Denver is that no one is Drew knows he has no competition and that the GM loves him. Well, the GM's gone now, bro. You better love yourself, homie, and pick your shit up. We're going to continue our conversation with Matt coming up here in just a moment, folks. But before we do that, i got to tell you guys to check out a brand new show here on the Locked On Podcast Network, and that is Locked On Bets. And 2020 is mercifully over, and it's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and you want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. 
It's going to be really interesting, too, because there's been some names that have already been linked out there. Champ Kelly with the Chicago Bears, obviously some former ties to Denver, and even yep. Adam Peters. I mean, you mentioned guys like uh, you know Nick Foles potentially there. There's also Jimmy Garoppolo, who more than likely I think is done in San Francisco. You know, one of those guys, I mean, I believe between those two right now, those are the early odds on favorites if we're looking at sports books. Champ Kelly, obviously the Broncos have permission right now to interview him. So that's yep. going to be something that we see. And look, there's several former Broncos players that have put out there that Champ Kelly is a very, very phenomenal personnel guy. And he's I'm one of them for finding a lot of talent. So I, yep. I think not only that, I think that would put Denver in a great position. It would be very hard to imagine. He does have familiarity too with Vic Fangio. So that would be the 2021 bridge. Then obviously, you know, if it doesn't work in 2021, then they go somewhere else. But the thing that I'm looking at the most here is we, those players that we talked about initially on Monday in our conversation, guys that we don't know what their status is. When I look at Justin Simmons, I mean, I watched his post game, his, his press conference on Monday. He was very uncertain about his future, right? Because Richard Hurtado, his former agent at CAA, he's now represented by Todd France, by the way, uh, his former agent lowballed him on the initial offer this offseason. And for him, I mean, he, you could tell he's like, yeah, you know, I don't really talk to him too much because. I certainly understand that angle there. So Justin Simmons, I feel like one of these guys, if Champ Kelly comes in, I think it'd be hard pressed for a, for a guy like Champ Kelly to say, look, Justin Simmons going elsewhere would be beneficial for our team. I don't think he'd think that. I think he'd want Justin Simmons back. But then again, it's like, you, we don't know until the new general manager is actually in Denver, what changes he's going to make. But I imagine it's going to be one of those ones where there, there's going to be a probably, like you mentioned, a 40% roster turnover. There's going to be guys that probably nobody expected to be gone initially. If John Elway was the general manager, now these guys could be out. And, and we know that on the cornerback position, AJ Bouye going to be suspended the first two games of next season. Melvin Gordon suspended three games and then Jarrell Casey coming back off of uh, an injury. Those guys, I, I don't imagine they're going to be back. What are your thoughts on that? I would be shocked if all these veteran high-priced players are back. I'd be shocked if Melvin – like, is Melvin's contract guaranteed? I believe it is, but I think that due to the suspension that he's probably going to – They can cut him. and get out of it. Yeah, so cut him. Cut him. That I guarantee you if Champ Kelly gets this job, he is not in the business of paying running backs. 100%. I know Champ. I know him, all right? I, was, I played for the Broncos when he was in the front office. I know the guy. He's an awesome dude, okay? He's a stand-up cat, but he is in the mindset. He watched Terrell Davis, Holandis Gary, Mike, Mike Anderson, drones. God knows who else ran for 1,000 yards in the Bronco uniform. Just cycle them in. If you know how to cut back, you'll, you'll run for 1,000 yards in Denver. Clinton Portis, Willis McGahee. So I, I look at the situation and say they've been throwing stuff against the wall for four years trying to get it to stick with all these high-priced free agents. The name that I want, my dream general manager, is Ozzie Newsom. obviously. If they, if they were somehow able to convince Ozzie Newsom to come out of retirement, I'd be tickled pink, man. That would be so awesome. But I think Champ thinks like Ozzy a little bit. Draft, develop, don't miss. Let guys go in free agency rather than try and keep everybody around i look i'm torn on this because i want them to keep their homegrown talent i i, I wish that they would have i wish they would have you know mcgovern started 16 games played every snap for the jets and he's going to be a huge building block for them next year i wish they would have paid a guy who was here for five years rather than going to get glasgow you know what i'm saying they did it with bulls why didn't they do it with connor I wish they would have kept Ben Garland around. I wish they would have kept Billy Turner around. I wish they would have, you know, kept guys around that, that, that shouldn't be gone. That said, I don't, I don't know if Simmons wants, if Simmons wants to be here. You know, I, I think Phil wants to be here because he's from here. But when Phil can test the free agency waters, does he still want to be here? 
I mean, that that's the thing. Money changes everything. So I, uh, I'd like to think that, that whoever they hire is going to know what their, their priorities are here is, is to develop and win. Um, and if that means that we have to sacrifice some of the talent on the team in order to get to a, a spot where we feel like we can build and win, then we got to do it. It's just the way it is because this projection next year that some that just out of thin air because we're healthy, we're going to win 11 games in the AFC is the dumbest bullshit I've ever heard. That should be 17 it, games now. It is so ridiculous. I, I mean, I just, man, it, it's gotten to the point with me where the Bronco apologists and the, the folks that get paid by the team, I can't even listen to them anymore, bro. I mean, I, I worked for Orange and Blue for a long time, and the reason I left that place is because they started telling me what I could and couldn't say anymore. And I was like, I'm out, this. You're not going to tell me what I can and can't say. So the narrative's being pushed by Dove Valley pretty hard. But with Elway gone, I think that that's going to stop. I think he's the one that does that shit. And I, I don't know. I think having a structure of hierarchy like everybody else is a huge step in the right direction for the Broncos. Well, they even said, too, Brittany Bullen's going to be getting an office at the UCL Training Center, which I think would be great in terms of escalating that. We know the ownership situation is going to go to court in July. Joe Ellis met with the media on a Tuesday to talk about everything and even mentioned that as one of the things is that they have to go through the whole court process before the notion of even being able to either appoint a new owner or even selling the team could be an option. So there's obviously a lot of ambiguity there. And, and a lot of people have been worried about whether or not the ownership situation would be sort of like a, you know, like a black eye on an interview process. There are so many qualified candidates out there. Uh, you know, obviously we talked about champ Kelly. There's Adam Peters has a familiarity there. Rick Smith has also been a name that's been floated out there. Yep. Some people even talked about John Dorsey as a, a, you know, maybe a potential guy with what he did in Cleveland, Baker Mayfield, and also what he did in Kansas Patrick, City. Patrick Mahomes. Now, you know, in your opinion, what is it? Cause I said it yesterday on the show. I, I felt like the new general manager for this Broncos football team has to come in and can't just be a plug and place guy. He's got to be a guy that comes in, has his own ideas, challenges the status quo. I mean, right now, the speak in the media from John Elway and Joe Ellis is that that guy is going to have that decision-making authority. And, and they've even mentioned that having a different set of eyes could be exactly what this team needs. Now, do you imagine that's a little bit of that coach speak there? Or do you feel like there is really a changing of the guard and that this new general manager will have the autonomy to actually do those things? Well, until the... And you know this already, Cody, and I'm hope hopefully the majority of Bronco fans and NFL fans out there do too. But I don't know a whole lot of general managers that don't get to pick their own coach. And regardless of who the general manager is, if he comes in and Vic is still the coach, he's not going to have as much say. Even if he has final authority, Vic's been here for now three, going on three years. They're his guys. If Champ Kelly gets the job, we'll just say he gets it, and he walks up and he goes, look, I don't want to re-sign Vaughn. We're going to save the $19 million. And we're going to cut him. And then Vic's like, F that you're not cutting Von Miller. Well, is that really what we're looking for here in Denver right now? We're now we're going to start controversy between the coach and the GM. I think if you're going to hire a new GM, unless your coach is Sean Payton or Andy Reed, you got to go get a new coach too. So I don't understand why we're going halfway. It's not like they've been nine and seven and 11 and five. They've been seven and nine and five and 11. So I'm looking at it like this looks just like Vance. It might be a little bit worse from a management standpoint. How can they tell Bronco country that they're going to go new GM? We're going to go new direction. We're going to switch things up and change everything. But the coaching staff's going to stay intact and the head coach is going to stay intact. You're not switching up shit. You're not switching up shit. Just whoever now, now next year you have a lame duck head coach 
with a new general manager that doesn't want the head coach. And if they struggle, if they're two and five next year, three and six, Vic's gone by the, by the bye week. And, and that's just the way it is. So my question is why risk it? Why not just be professional? He's been fired before. You ain't gonna hurt his fucking feelings. Walk in and say, Vic champ Kelly got the job. He's going to evaluate to see if he wants to keep you as a head coach. Vic, we're not going to keep you as a head coach and move on. And they better do it quick because all the f- head coaching candidates are going to be plooped up here pretty soon. And they're going to be stuck with some guy. And I just, Eric Bianami is just sitting out there. I mean, it's gonna, come on. It's going to be really interesting to see really how it all plays out because I mean, that, that is still really a possibility right now that, I mean, this new general manager could come in and say, look, the way we want to do things, it may, it's not going to align with what we have at the head coach. I mean, it can completely change. And I've, I've been on the premise of trying to tell Broncos fans right now, prepare to, you know, strap in your seatbelts and, and prepare for a wild ride because this offseason, after yesterday, I mean, I, I felt like the offseason was going to be kind of slow moving if Smooth. things had stayed how, you know, how they were. But yep. now I'm on the premise that, hey, look, you're about to go on this roller coaster and, and we don't know if the wheels are going to fall off this thing but it's going to get wild. So it's going to be a very eventful offseason for Denver. Everything changes, I think, the way that they evaluate what they need now for the NFL draft. And when you factor in, too, some of John Elway's picks, I mean, I think as long as he's still in this role here for 2021, his contract's up after 2021. So there could be a possibility John's not back after 2021 in the role that he currently is stepping into now. So I, I, it's one of those things, too. Last time, the Broncos made one of these big changes, and they gave it to Josh McDaniels. I, I'm hoping that Joe Ellis has learned from that whole situation. Before we get into Matt McChesney dishing on his time in Denver with Josh McDaniels when he came in and changed everything for the worse in terms of that learning lesson we're talking about with Joe Ellis, I got to tell you guys about the other sponsor of today's episode of Lockdown Broncos, and that is our good friends over there at rockauto.com. Now, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stack all the parts that you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why should you have to endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand that his warehouse happens to carry. When you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket, rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything that you could need, whether it's an engine control module for your vehicle, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil. This summer, I had to get a brand new steering wheel cover because the heat in Colorado sun had melted mine down and faded it away. Or you could even get new car for your vehicle, whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you get everything that you need and just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your doorstep. And the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need rockauto.com it set the broncos back even further when you think about some of the talent that was on that on those rosters mcgill came in and ruined it and you you obviously had experience there i was i was in the locker room okay my brandon marshall my boy was my locker mate right next to me okay and i remember the day that he walked in and he looked at me and he said mcdaniels just traded me and i was like what yeah (laughs) what i know you're a psycho but what (laughs) like we're all crazy you just got caught so that i agree that that was insane like don't trade cutler figure out how to work with him yeah and that that's my thing is change is inevitable 
it's happening. Vic is not going to be the coach here for very long. He's already at the end of his road from a coaching perspective. He's an older coach. Why? Why even why even risk the let's ride with Vic Fangio and see if it works shit again? Why? Just if anything, be like, Vic, you know, uh, we don't want you to leave. We're going to, you know, everybody's making changes here. COVID's forced it, and we want you to be our defensive coordinator. I bet you he'd say, okay, I bet you he would. Because he don't want to be – I don't think he wants to be the head coach. I think he hates the responsibility. I think he hates the fact that he has to talk to us. I think he hates the fact he has to get on Zoom and explain himself. I think that Vic is over it, bro. And and unfortunately, I understand and I, I get that he always is like, look, we're going we're gonna to adapt and come back to work and the old school mentality of just deal with it. But I don't believe him. I don't believe him. I don't believe that he's handling it the same way that he expects his players and his coaches to handle it. I think that he's – the, the pressure gets to him. And because of that, you see all these mistakes consistently, Cody, and you can't tell me you don't. No, yeah, I mean, mistakes, mistakes cost them football games constantly. So I, I truly believe that last year they would have been in playoff contention if they don't blow four games. And this year they would have been in playoff contention if the NFL would have allowed them to have a quarterback number one. And then also if they wouldn't have blown four or five games. So in this league, you, you're going from the penthouse to the outhouse pretty damn quick. And Vic's never been to the penthouse. So why are we going to sit and wallow in the outhouse and hope that we get up there? Why don't we go purge the penthouse? Just go find go find someone with an offensive minded that's young and can relate to these guys that Drew Locke doesn't look at and go, that guy's my grandpa. I can't talk to him about anything. He, he watches me dance and he gets pissed off rather than dance with me. That's my thing, man. It's you, you got to be able to relate to your guys at some point. And I don't, I know yeah. that they play hard for Vic and they love him, but I think it's more of that grandpa respect rather than the, I'm going to go run through a wall for my homeboy or like, you know, or, or a coach that they can really relate to. And I, and I truly believe that. Well, we're seeing Joe Brady. He, I mean, he's already had some requests this year for some head coaching interviews. That could be, you know, something that does get thrown out there. Let me throw something to you, an interesting scenario, right? Let's say that the Broncos look going with the young offensive mind, but maybe it's not a head coach. What if Brandon Staley, what if the Broncos reached out to Brandon oh. Staley? Because look, he's been around Chap Kelly before too, when he was oh. a coach at Chicago. And what we've seen him do with the LA defense. Now, granted, look, you have Jalen freaking Ramsey and Aaron Donald. Aaron that's, Donald. That's a difference maker. Right? You have some legitimate dogs at two major positions, pass rush and in the secondary. We saw that in 2015 with Denver. They had a legitimate pass rush. They had a legitimate secondary, and it made life easier for every single And they had legitimate the defensive tackle push, too. That's yes. the other thing. Interior I, and, and look, exterior. I'm cool with – I like Staley. I like that a lot, actually. I'm glad you brought it up because I think it's a package deal and you can get a guy like Morgan Fox to come with him. And Morgan played at Fountain Fort Carson and he was an undrafted kid and I thought he got completely fucked over in the drafts and I worked with him for the combine and everything. And Fox is Dungeon family and a guy who's really worked his ass off and worked himself into a damn good football player. And that, that kind of move going after a guy like that, it attracts guys. It, it, they say like, oh, shit things are changing in denver okay look mr elway for for everything great that he does i've never said what i'm about to say on the radio before because i had too much respect for john elway and the role that he had but he just stepped out of the general manager role so now i can start talking about this i've worked with so many broncos over the last 10 years okay so many and especially the last four or five i cannot tell you how disgruntled they are when they walk into the gym they hate it it's negative. The atmosphere is negative. Nobody can talk to John. Nobody can talk to the coaches. He doesn't like the guys in the building. He's always looking for something better. It's, you know, every from, I'm not going to name names, but you know, the guys I work with, you know, it's, it's what it is. And 
that should not be the way you feel about playing in the National Football League. It's hard. There's certain days where you walk in and you're like, I don't want to be here today, but you get over it pretty quick. Having so many players reiterate the same thing. I'll use this as an example. The Billy Turner, Juwan James example, okay? They were both free agents at the same time. And Billy had just played like 11 games. They played in every game, but started 11 or something like that for them two years ago and graded out at over 80% at guard, both guards and tackle. And then they let him walk in free agency. And, I, you know, he's going to start at left tackle. We started, we were talking the other day about. For the best team in the NFC too. Yeah, for the best team in the NFC. And he's replacing Baxiari now. And like, we're doing Zoom meetings every day this week for an hour just to talk about left tackle sets and get him ready for who he could be playing. Because they're going to probably face Tampa Bay. Maybe. Or the Rams. They're getting Tampa Bay or the Rams. Because I, I don't think that the Bears are going to be able to beat the Saints. So either way, he's getting Pierre Paul and Shaq Barrett, or he's getting, you know, uh, Floyd and Donald and Fox and all those cats. So we're working on all this. And what did the Broncos do when they had the opportunity to go get to lock Billy Turner up for half price from what Juwan James asked? Because Billy got $30 million. They broke the bank and brought in somebody that doesn't like football. And the minute that he signed, the minute Juwan James signed with me, okay, Billy looked at me in the, in the gym. I remember it distinctly. I was in there with Billy and Connor and Garland and Jensen and a bunch of other guys. And we're talking shop. And Billy goes, did you see the contract that just gave Juwan? And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. It's a lot of money for a guy who doesn't really like football from what I hear. And he goes, he hates football. I was with him in Miami. He's trying to get paid. And you saw it this year. You saw it, bro. Like, I understand COVID's bad and sh- but. His teammates can, even came out this week and said. Garrett Bowles is calling his ass out. I yeah. mean, and good for you, Garrett. Call his ass out. He needs to earn our trust back. And I'm not saying he's wrong for protecting himself. I'm saying you're a multi-million dollar professional athlete, bro. Go deal with the adversity. Don't just take the opportunity to just rest up so you can go back. That's my point here is it, until they start to understand how to develop their talent and keep it and let the right guys leave that need too much money and just just bring the next guy up and stop paying high-priced free agents. When has yeah. that ever worked, really? Other than Peyton fucking Manning and Demarcus Ware. Akeeb and Sanders and TJ. Yeah, but I'm not talking about That was in that window. That was because of Peyton, though. Yes. Well, and, and, and that working, appeal. It's working in Tampa with Tom Brady, but let's let's separate we two haven't of the seen top that five quarterbacks those ever. guys have retired. We haven't seen that yeah, really. Reggie White, since. maybe? And, they, and he was still going to a 12-win team that was in the NFC title game the year before. Yeah. Remember that? <laughs> I mean, they, they lost to the Cowboys in the NFC title game the year before or in the division round, one of the two. And they have Brett Favre and, you know, Holmgren and Sterling Sharp and all these other freaks. So it's not like he was going to a shitty team. Yeah, we haven't I mean, really uh, seen that free agent, you know, addition to Denver really outside since then. I mean, really, what happened was, okay, so we had Gary Kubiak in 2016. He retired 9-7, and seven, health concerns there. Then you have yep. a very young roster, Justin Simmons, Will Parks, all those guys now they are in, the, you know, the final year of their deal with Denver. Since then, I can't really think of a big-time, prolific-name free agent that has come in and produced to the magnitude that we saw from guys like Akeem Tlaib, TJ Ward, Darian Stewart, all those well, guys. Well, name, name one huge price free agent in the National Football League. Name one, other than Tom Brady. Name one. Name an <laughs> offensive guy. Name Stephon, me an offensive Stephon player. Stephon Diggs traded. So Stephon Diggs, there you go. Yeah. But he got, he got traded. He wasn't <laughs> yeah. a free agent. Yeah, so yeah. That's... So I'm saying, like, right now, off the top of your head, Name me, name me two guys, anybody in your car listening, you're listening to the podcast at home, name me two offensive players last year 
that went to their team and they're the reason that their team's in the playoffs. I can't think of any. You can't because it <laughs> doesn't happen ever. I mean, it, and that's kind of my point here is until they start to keep and develop their own talent and ride with what they draft, they're always going to be in this chasing their ass mode. We are operating like the Raiders. When I think about too, and what you mentioned about developing, I mean, look at, I know this was kind of an anomaly year for the Patriots, but look what they've done too. They haven't always had the best talent altogether defensively. Their talent the is years. dog shit, bro. But now they've developed these guys and we're seeing them. I mean, we're seeing these guys thrive. I mean, if you would have told me Stephon Gilmore was going to be who he was in New England now, a few, like maybe three years ago, I would have been like, ah, you know, I'm kind of questioning it a little bit. He proved to be a man cover corner. He won defensive player of the year. Patrick Chung has always been one of those staple guys, obviously a university of Oregon uh, alumni there love those guys, but new England has developed these guys that have bought into the culture. And even look, Rob Gronkowski even said it is hard to play in new England. If you are not it's really hard. mentally tough, yep. if, you, if you're not bought into the culture, you are going to be miserable. But is, if you can buy in and you can trust it, if you can trust Belichick and craft and the, and the culture they got going on there, then they said, then you'll see why it pays off. But, if things have changed in Denver, and that's really been the talk boy, there's, there's former players that have said, look, you know, a lot of their issues, they would have stayed, but John Elway was one of those issues. So maybe now that he is in a different role, I don't know, maybe that perception changes, but I'm not quite sure yet. I mean, obviously, we're going to have to find out a little bit more, Matt, obviously, when the uh, general manager gets hired, whoever it may be, but I don't imagine they're going to take too long to figure out who that guy is going to be. I hope not. Because, look, you're, you're running through your window. You're in playoffs right now. You get all these different guys interviewing right now for GM jobs. There, there are seven openings right now. You got to be able to be one of the most appealing destinations. How are you going to sell Denver if you are Joe Ellis, John Elway, Vic Fangio, Matt Russell? Let me ask you a question. That? Yeah. Are we the only one that's not replacing the head coach? I believe so. Then we're seventh. We're seventh. Really is. I mean, oh. and that it just well, why? Why if you're if you're an up and coming general manager and you're trying to find a spot where you don't get fired in two years and you're not just a scapegoat? Why would you take the job if you don't get to pick the coach? Because then you don't have control. I don't have, I don't really have control. Elway and Fangio have been here. I'm just, in, I'm inserting myself in between them. Come on, dude. That shit ain't going to yeah. work. It's going to be hard, especially if work. there's disagreements. You know, and I know the coach speak too, because they met with the media and they said, look, you know, that's, it's great to have a different opinion. But if the idea, and if you truly say organizationally, look, we are going to give this guy the autonomy to make complete football decisions, roster, staff, he's got to say, if you and your coach aren't on the same page, you have different visions, philosophies, it's not going to work. It's going to be chaos. And more than likely it could be a bit, you know, big time uh, issue that we see pop up into next year. You don't want to start off, you know, your new 10 years of GM with the drama. No. With the coach. You don't want to do that. So and, and look, the, it the could Broncos change. Can, they can either change now and start this process of building this team back to what it should be, or they can do it a year from now. And I'm not saying they can't be good and improve. I expect them to be. Even if they say they don't do shit and they have pretty much the same team coming back next year, okay? And Vaughn's healthy. I think that they can be competitive. They'll be an 8-8, eight and eight, maybe 9-7 and seven football team, maybe. But I, unless the Chargers hire Jason Garrett, and if the Chargers hire Jason Garrett, I am not watching the Bronco Charger games next year, either of them. I'm going to take myself and bury myself in a, in a bomb bunker somewhere and, like, turn off Twitter because it will be the most mismanaged show of a game you'll ever watch. If they hire that guy, Herbert should go to the owner and be like, dude, trade me right now. But uh, my, my thing is, until they have the true continuity, Cody, until there's true accountability, somebody in the front, somebody in an office, where you walk in and they shut the door and they say, I don't need to talk to anybody else. I don't need to ask his opinion. I don't need to ask his opinion. I don't need to ask 
you're not doing your job to my standard, you're gone. That's what we need. We don't need to have a panel and a, and a, a, a like a meeting every time a decision needs to get made. All right. My father told me this a long time ago. Do it with a sword, not a kiss. And that's what I say to the Broncos right now. Pull out your 10 foot sword and swing that and do it with a sword. And don't just kiss and tell all offseason about how great we're going to be. And then we get to the season next year and we find out that the general manager has more of an offensive mindset and wants to score 40 points a game and wants to go this direction, but we're stuck with Grandpa Vic. Look, man, I, uh, I, I, I want the Broncos to figure this out and they need to badly because everything we talked about the other day is totally and completely irrelevant until they figure this out. It's going to be interesting. You know, Matt, obviously it's going to be a timeline that we're going to be following over the next week, maybe even two weeks. I imagine it's not going to take that long, but you never know in this day and age of what's going on. But uh, obviously looking forward to figuring out and obviously talking with you once again, once we uh, have a little bit more clarity on the situation going forward, a lot of changes I imagine are going to occur this offseason for Denver and Broncos country. You guys can follow Matt on Twitter at six zero strength. He's also the host of the six zero Academy on Twitter. And he's, He's rebranding it. Yes, with the launch of the new facility as well, folks. Be sure to stay tuned for details. State-of-the-art facility there for works for high school athletes, collegiate athletes, and professional athletes. It is the dungeon, and he does a great job over there. And oh, you can also catch him on uh, the McChesney Unchained podcast, part of DNVR Uncut unfiltered. Like I said, he delivers it with a sword and not a kiss, but you can catch it there. Machesnia Unchained. Thank you, Cody. I appreciate it, man. You kick ass. You keep doing your thing. Bronco country is lucky to have you. Um, the new gym is at 10470 South Progress Way in Parker. Uh, we'll be opening up officially on February 1st, so get your ass down there. We just had 21 guys signed in December for National Letter of Intent, so we're changing lives. And we got probably another 15, 20 going in February as well. And we just had our first commit for last year's class. Connor Jones committed to the University of Michigan, and we've got like 15 offers for next year's class already. Um, it's, it's blowing up. Six zeros uh, changing a lot of lives. So we're, we're trying our best to, to help Colorado become more than a flyover state. So football is not a hobby. So check out six zero strength.com or at six zero Academy on Twitter and Instagram. And give you all the information on how we do things. And then uh, speaking of McChesney Unchained on DNVR, uh, coach Logan, the, the voice of your Denver Broncos is going to be our guest on tomorrow's show. I, I'm very eager and interested to see what he has to say about all this. And I'm really glad that we pushed it back. We were going to do it on Monday. So, like, we, we both had scheduling conflicts and pushed it back, and it's just fortuitous that it happened like that. So, Cody, you keep up the good work, brother. And uh, we'll definitely talk about this again down the road. Looking forward to it.